Hello, 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 and welcome into a brand new installment of the Career Competitor Podcast with me, Steve Maller. And as always, we are brought to you by my friends over at CG Sports Network, and we are the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. And I am extremely excited to be welcoming today Katie Chunghua to the show, as Katie is a representative of one of my favorite areas, that of the health and fitness industry. And frankly, the best way to describe and explain what Katie does, she's a lifestyle extraordinaire. Now, that's not her official title, of course, but in terms of what it is she's doing, she's a full-time personal trainer based out of Las Vegas. And a lot of her work as well, there's an extension of what she does through her social media accounts as well, where you really start to see and appreciate just the the ideology with which she approaches life when it comes to her health and fitness and provides just some fantastic insight uh, through those mediums, of course. And she's even a podcaster too. And so for me to have a, a fellow podcaster on the show is always an absolute pleasure, uh, mainly because her sound quality is just fantastic. So Always appreciative of that. But in terms of what we're about to get into here, guys, Katie is a competitor by trade. An ice hockey player growing up. I thought it was a field hockey player for some random reason. I have no idea why. And you'll find out that I made that mistake within the interview. But an ice hockey player growing up. So obviously very competitive just by nature. And then in terms of what she's now gone on and built for herself, the authenticity with the work that she does within the health and fitness industry is something for me that it's actually pretty rare. A lot of people within this industry are not necessarily in it for the correct reasons. But fortunately, the little social circle that Katie lives her life within is one that allows her to be reminded of who she is and humbles her through her process enough where she's always, like I said, remaining authentic to her truest self. And that authenticity comes through towards her clients. So obviously, she's incredibly effective of what it is she's doing. And you're just going to love some of the things that she brings to the table here in our conversation. So without any further ado, why don't we just jump right into our conversation with Katie Chung-Hua on the Career Competitor Podcast today. And I hope you all enjoy. Hey guys, before we jump into this particular episode, I encourage you to go to careercompetitor.com where you can conveniently find all of my episodes provided there. You can also connect with me through the website as well. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this particular episode and just hear from you in general. Maybe you or someone you know would be a great candidate to come on the show as well. In the meantime, whatever podcasting platform you're listening to is on, make sure you're subscribed to the show, following us, and of course, leaving us a rating as well. This is paramount, especially if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts. Take the time just to click the fifth star. I would love a five-star rating if you don't mind. And it really helps us continue to expand the show. So please take the time to do that. And of course, give us a follow on Instagram, career underscore competitor. Okay, well, it gives me great pleasure to welcome in Katie chung to the Career Competitor Podcast. Katie, on this Friday afternoon, how are we doing? I'm great. It's Friday. Um, waiting for the weekend. Finally, having that warm weather. I'm loving mm. it. Yeah, absolutely. So, tell everyone where we are. Uh, we're actually speaking with you from uh, today. In Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Everyone, so. everyone knows Las Vegas. Yes, absolutely. I've I've <laughs> spent a couple of weekends there myself, and that's the uh, that's the lesson, right? It's a weekend. It's a weekend only kind of place, usually for visitors. But for for you personally, you've you've been there for quite a while. How long have you been there now? Yeah, I've been here for about nine years. I left for a year to go to LA and then I came back. 
Mm. And tell everyone what it is you're you're doing there, uh, mainly in, in Vegas at the moment. Well, I'm primarily in the fitness industry. And so right now I'm doing a lot of stuff online, a couple in-person training sessions, but fitness has a very big health and fitness industry or Las Vegas has a very big health and fitness industry. And so it's just a good hub for me. It's very close Mm. to LA. It's very easy to get back home and travel. It's just a good spot to be in. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the and this is exactly where I wanted to start is just the health and fitness industry in general as someone who's always been in sport and for, for you now as someone who's very much paved a way paved a career for themselves within the industry the competitive element that has come as it's just continued continually exploded year on year and just when you think it can't grow or have another component to it it seems to find an, a way of doing that how have you found the best I guess, method for yourself to remain true to who you are, true to what the brand is that you're providing in terms of your services? How have you found that that way to be specific and individual in what is such a massive, massive thing these days? Um, well, I'll start with kind of being true to who I am. And I have to give a lot of credit to the people that are in my life, my family, my close friends, my circle because those people keep you grounded. If you have the right people around you, they're gonna push you in the right direction. They're gonna not let you get your head too big. They're not gonna let you, you know, kind of get this ego and they keep you humble. So I really have to thank them for most of it because even, you know, jokingly, they're gonna make sure that they keep me in check and they keep me true to who I am. So a lot of credit does go towards the circle of people that I have around me. And two, when I'm, you know, I'm a brand myself in, let's say, social media, mm-hmm. and I do want to rep- my, represent myself in a certain way. And so every time that I'm doing something either on social media or, you know, with my clients, I want to make sure that that reflects good on me and represents my knowledge in the health and fitness industry. And it's not something that's going to be acted on with emotion. And mm-hmm. so I really try to try to stay grounded in that aspect to make sure that I'm representing what I want to represent. And I think too many people are just flying by the seat of their pants right now. Mm-hmm. And so just really trying to stay true to who I am and keeping those people around me that make sure that I'm right there doing it. Yeah, I love both of those things. And it's it's a big part actually of why I connected with you in the first place. Because I, one thing I try to do through my social media is follow people that I feel are true to who I am and, and have the same sort of beliefs and and, and just system within their life that I, I want to see, I want to be involved with. And I think when it comes to so much starting with social media, but then making it about the health and fitness industry, like you said, that sort of flying by the seat of their pants, like people just say, well, if they're doing it, I'm doing it. And if they're doing it, I'm doing it. And it's not really about the individual anymore it's not about what it is true to you as you as you put it there so when it comes to the humility component of having those people around you to sort of pull you back if they ever sense that there's even an ounce of this sort of fake aversion potentially of yourself coming to the surface what's been the um what's i guess what's been the the most common thing that you've had to be grounded about like i'm sure there's something that's maybe come up once or twice as you've gone through this process where people have had to say hey katie you know this is starting to look like it's happening like try to refrain from that happening i think more so priorities Mm -hmm. you know when you're on social media or you're worried about your looks or 
you're comparing yourself to somebody else on social media, that's been a lot of, hey, you need to stop that. Or, you know, don't you realize you do the same thing that other people do and everyone's posting the best version of themselves and, you know, you can't get wrapped up in that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Also finding what's important, you know, like my brother would call me out all the time on, you know, it doesn't matter what you have or what these people say you need to have. Mm -hmm. So just really keeping those priorities straight and making sure what's important in life. Yeah, I love those. Uh, I love those sort of pillars, if you will, of, of priorities that they sound fantastic. And I think let's go back now a little bit. This is a good a good opportunity just to kind of segue to, to you, the athlete. Uh, we found this out when we got to speak a couple of weeks ago that you started out in field hockey and, and you're going to be a first in the career competitor history, the first field <laughs> hockey player that we've had. Well, I think, well, it's actually ice hockey. So I did ice hockey. So I don't know if you had any other ice hockey players. Well, no, we haven't either. No, sorry, <laughs> that's that's my mistake. I misunderstood when we spoke then. But either way, hockey nonetheless is a sport that for me personally, I I just have never been around it. I don't understand it. Um, and in terms of the only thing I can think of in my life that is remotely similar would be that of of soccer in the sense that, that we're, we're trying to get this thing into a goal and we're doing it as a team. And that's about the only, you know, comparison I can actually see between the two. And for me, that was my first love. And for you as a hockey player, I am just completely fascinated by how someone who was obviously immersed in a team sport has now very much established something that is you know, an individual service that you're providing. So just let, let's let's go back to the hockey days first. Talk to me a little bit about the competitor that you were within that time in your life. Man, competition's like my middle name. <laughs> if there's one thing I miss, it's, it's team sports and it is that competition because I love it. It's mm. what drives me. It's what made me train and get up in the morning. I wanted to be better than everybody. I wanted to to be the best of my position. I wanted to help my team. I loved being able to be a part of that. I love the bond. Um, I started out playing on like three different teams because I was actually a goalie when I played ice hockey. And so people were amazing in the hockey community and I got to play on boys teams, women's teams, girls teams, and everyone was very supportive and really taught me how to play and even gave me gear. And so I found this great family within the hockey community and being able to really build something because it was still like a fairly new sport in that city at the time. There just wasn't a lot of people playing it. Mm -hmm. It was in other cities, but it was a fairly new hockey program there. And so I was able to grow with the sport and just become a dominant team within the state. And then I was able to go to New York and play on a higher level. And that was just a whole other game, which was just amazing to be able to compete at that level with those girls and seeing the mindset and their competitiveness was something that I really admired as well. Yeah, I've, I've always, I've always, I, I say this to people all the time on the show that I've, I've yet to meet someone more competitive than myself, but I'm sure <laughs> even when I say that, that it's not even true. I'm sure I have. And listening to you talk, it sounds like you're certainly one of those people that's probably said that sort of sentence before once or once or twice. When you when you made that step and you you're, you're around these women in the New York area and you sense that level of competitive drive, unlike anything you've maybe seen or been around within a team before, 
what's the i guess what's the most humbling moment for you if you can remember where it's just like oh oh shit like i maybe maybe i'm not quite as competitive as i thought i was maybe there is this whole nother level that i've yet to even be exposed to i don't even know if it was more competitiveness or more humbling that people can be better like I had room for improvement because I went in there being the best out of my state, even the best out of my region. And then I go there and we got our ass kicked a couple of times and being right. a goalie. I mean, that really reflects on you. Sure. And so it was more being able to swallow that pill of being like, wow, well, I have a lot of room to get better. Mm. And so it wasn't necessarily competitiveness. It was more, <laughs> humbling and realizing that I needed to push more. And yeah. so it was more competitiveness within myself and trying to prove that I was better than, than what has reflected. Mm. But seeing these girls, they're just, they just loved it. And mm. that was their life. And I felt like, I honestly felt like I was at home. Yeah. That's the, I, I love that realization of, uh, Hey, I need to get better. But then the competitive fire just immediately gets lit from within it's not an external thing it's it's right inside of you and for for us on this show it's this it's so much of what we're about is because that and this is a belief that i've said from from the very first episode is listen if we can light that competitive fire we can then find our optimal standards in what we do whatever it is we're trying to go and pursue and it sounds like that was certainly the case with you as a hockey player that this competitive fire was lit and now oh here i go like i'm now going to start to try and embrace this process of trying to get to these next levels within my hockey career and that's uh that's fantastic any any fun stories i i guess i mean it's it's a brutal sport i do know that um i don't i don't know whether the ladies remove the gloves and fight the same way the guys do at times but any any sort of brutal stories that you know maybe well, uh, a little physical one of the funniest stories and it wasn't really funny but um we did get into a huge huge fight. Mm. And I say we, but I really didn't because I was on the other side of the rink, but we had gotten into just a full on brawl and I'm at the net wondering, I like started skating over. Like, do I, do I go, do I join? Like, how does this work? Am I mm. supposed to go skate and find the other goalie? So the girls start fighting and then they break it up. And our coach was so mad that we skated and our practices were two hours long every day. When we, when I lived in New York, like you skated two hours, the entire seven days we skated drill, like skated skating drills. Like that's it. Lines, everything mm. for two hours killed us hot benches. And that just so happened to be the time that the U S women's Olympic team was visiting because I used to wow. skate on the 1980 rink. So they would show up every other day just to like check out our practice mm. And all we would be doing is skating lines because we were in so much trouble. And I just remember them asking like, Hey, what'd you guys do? Is this all you do? You just skate lines? <laughs> no, we're getting reprimanded. Right. So, but that was pretty much it. The girls don't fight as much because, you know, in men's hockey, there's actually a strategy to having a goon on your team. Mm. And so, you know, they'll pick fights or they'll intimidate players. And that, that just isn't a part of the women's hockey game. Yeah, yeah, it's it's always been a part that I've frankly just have no understanding of whatsoever. Is I'm just when I do catch some hockey on TV and these guys' gloves are off and they start fighting, I'm like, 
I don't, I don't understand. They just, they're just having a fight in the middle of a game. Um, but, you know, for me, I, I was always one of those guys growing up playing soccer in England. But at the same time, they've always, it felt like, you know, it was less planned. These, these seem like they're really staged at times. Um, but it's interesting to hear there's an element of strategy involved um, with this sort of stuff. But we could probably talk about that sort of stuff for a while. But anyway, I, I want to bring this back now to the present day and getting this sense of you, the competitor as an athlete. Here you are now steering uh, a, a company, a fitness service in, in what you're doing today. Tell everyone a little bit about the service that you're actually providing now. Yeah, well, originally, I mean, before social media, you had a lot of personal training, a lot of one-on-one. -on -one. And now it's really converted into, you know, online, online training, which I love to do, and apps. And so I have a work, actually, I have a new app that's coming out next week. And mm. that has fitness programs. It has a nutrition guide. You can be in direct contact with me. So I'm still helping you. It's just more of I'm filming exercises that are uploaded all the time on there. So you can go pick and choose what kind of exercises you want to do. I still do the online training where it's more one-on-one. -on -one. I love being able to have that personal connection with people. Mm -hmm. And then here in Las Vegas, I do have people that reach out to me and, um, I do some in-person training. It's just that I like to be able to be there for everybody. And because I travel so much, I don't like to have them rely on me and me not be here. So the online training really, really helps. But that's really what I do now. Obviously, I do social media influencing in that health and fitness space. And so I'm always posting, you know, tips, tricks, education, workout videos, stuff like that. Yeah, and we're going to get all that information from you at the end and certainly attach it to... Uh to the episode as well but in terms of in terms of as a personal trainer and that willingness to serve that willingness to always be available to others do you find that sometimes you find it sometimes gets the better of you do you find that sometimes you have days where you feel as though there's just not enough of you to go around i think it's more of competing with the misinformation that's out there mm. so because it's fine when clients ask you questions it's not okay when they're getting bad information from people on the internet and they're not listening to you and they're not trusting you. Sure. And so that is probably my biggest battle for, for me, as long as I'm, a, as I'm planning and the information's going out there, I don't get overwhelmed. You know, I get overwhelmed when I'm unprepared or when I'm playing to trying to play catch up, the more prepared I am, the easier it is. I don't feel like I'm really spread that thin because the internet has been amazing with social media, able to put out all the information strategically but it's having to fight the misinformation that's out there mm -hmm. and that's probably the the hardest thing is there's just people who have never worked out or genetically born with a phenomenal body just start spitting out information to make money and that's extremely difficult to have to go against all the time yeah absolutely i gosh i i relate to this on so many levels uh, specifically within my job as a swim coach today when when you have an athlete that performs of a certain standard and they look at another athlete performing at a higher standard the easy thing for them to do is just to judge and assess and not really be informed on what it is this individual's doing and just to speculate and speculate and it's a dangerous dangerous cycle for an athlete specifically to go down but hearing it from your side as the instructor that competitiveness that you you have with pretty much just a, a false version of yourself. You know, there's this made up version of yourself out there that you're having to battle and you don't even know whether it's just one version. It could be 
multiple versions that you're having to deal and battle with. How do you communicate with your clients when this sort of information is brought to you? I think that I always use the line of let's just base it off of science. Mm. So if they ask me a question, I just kind of help talk them through it. Like, hey, does this make sense scientifically what you're telling me? And where did the information come from? Mm. You know, if you talk people through things, typically they can find out the problem on their own. (laughs) But that's the biggest thing that I try and do is just, I mean, if you come at it where you they get a sense of you're feeling threatened or something like that. They're going to think that your intentions are wrong. Mm -hmm. And so if you can just point out what is wrong about what they're thinking or what they're thinking is correct, I guess, with let's say an exercise or a form, then talking them through them and educating somebody is going to be the best way for someone to understand why am I doing the thing that I'm doing? Because this is why. Oh, okay, then I'll do it. And I'll stop listening to A, B, and C on the internet. Yeah, that's I, I, a, a lot about that that I love, specifically emphasizing that you're not feeling, well, allowing the perception to be seen that you're not feeling threatened by the situation is so powerful for anybody who is a client of yours. Because it would be one thing if you were spitting out all this science, but the whole time you're doing it, you're frantically flying through textbooks and trying to find anything that will confirm your your theories. But when you're doing it with that composure, that reassurance of, hey, this is what I'm what I'm providing here is true. This is the truth. This is the science. This is the rational approach to what what we're gonna need to do for you to see the improvements. That's that's really powerful. And I think anybody listening to this should take that into whatever version of life they're dealing with whatever career you're dealing with is take a moment to seek somebody out that can maybe walk you off the edge a little bit (laughs) and 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 allow you to see things clearly um do you find you have a lot of people in in your life outside of obviously the the clientele that you have within your business people must see this about you as a friend you must be someone that is a big go-to when it comes to that sort of thing yeah i would agree but i i truly love that if someone comes to me and is asking me for any sort of help on so many levels and i think you can agree that there's so many parallels in sports especially team sports and life Mm -hmm. i mean i talk about not feeling threatened and that's a sense of confidence that i think was instilled a long time ago and that's from team sports And then, you know, we talk about humility and that's because that's from team sports. You have to move on when you lose, Yeah. especially like being a goalie. Hey, I just got scored on. And if I'm going to let it get to me, I'm not going to save the next one. Sure. I got to move on and I got to move on in a split second. And so, you know, you're getting that stuff from the, those sports growing up that is preparing you for life. And I tell every, everyone, every parent, every kid that they need to be involved in I, I really emphasize team sports just because you have to deal with people when you grow up and team sports is you're dealing with people. You're dealing with all types of people. I mean, there's girls on my team that are from all walks of life that are, you know, the nerdy girls or the popular girls, whatever they are, they're all different types of people and they're all coming together to resolve a similar goal. And that's exactly what's going to happen in real life. You're going to have to work with people. You're going to have to deal with ups and downs and you can learn those lessons from a single game. Yeah. Yeah. That's, 
that's really really important to hear and i think when when i'm when i'm listening to this now and thinking okay if you're if you're a client of katie's and, and you're having a day where maybe your goal is to lose x amount of pounds and you weigh yourself and you've added one or two like that that may be interpreted as a loss that may be interpreted as some sort of defeat through the process and having a a voice potentially on the other side of a zoom call or whatever it may be to sort of walk you through that and 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 give an explanation and thoroughly analyze why that loss why that defeat may have happened but not to wallow in it and to move on from it and learn from it is is powerful and i i think this is why i love talking to someone like you katie because you are few and far between in the fitness industry. You are. And I think it's, it's important to emphasize that as someone who's seen hundreds upon hundreds, and I'm not exaggerating over my years within sport of so-called trainers, so-called coaches who believe that because they've seen someone do this, that they understand how to really share that information with anyone. It's just not true. And hearing hearing your story, hearing your approach emphasizes everything i believe in which is just reassuring it's reassuring if anything it's just like okay there are people like katie out there that's fantastic that's fantastic before i let you go please share all your information because you're a fantastic follow on instagram i love watching your exercises i even do some of the band work that you've shown recently uh, i'm not too embarrassed to admit that I, I have a garage with bands and all this kind of thing and my wife laughs at me while i'm doing it but i'm all about it tell everyone where we can find out more katie you can find me. My name is pretty unique. It's under Katie Chunghua, and that's K-A-T-I-E-C-H-U-N-G-H-U-A, all across social media. So type Consistent. that in and find me. Consistent. And tell us about the app that's coming out in a week. We're probably going to be releasing this a couple of weeks oh. after it comes out. So tell us. Perfect. Well, it's going to be, honestly, the best part is I can upload workouts every day if I wanted. And so mm -hmm. I have, I'm starting with a six-week program that's for tone and leaning, and you can do it anywhere at home if you want to, just because of the world we live in right now. And it also is going to have abs, a leg workout. And like I said, I'm going to be able to upload consistently. So you're going to see new workouts coming out all the time. And the number one thing that everyone's been asking me for is help with nutrition. So it actually comes with a nutrition guide. That's great stuff. Katie, I knew I was going to enjoy this and uh, it's, it's been way beyond even those expectations. So thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I know how busy you are. So uh, yeah, best of luck with the new app. Best of luck with everything. Look forward to continuing to follow everything you're doing. Okay. Thank you so much. And my thanks again to Katie for joining us on the show today. And as I said at the outset, it was going to be worth your time. Just a fantastic discussion. And for me, I sometimes like to just find this one word that really highlights the content that was uh, provided by my guest. And one great word, I think, for, for everything Katie brought to the table here is that of honesty. Think about it, whether it was avoiding comparisons, the way she has priorities in her life, being humbled by just simply seeing someone who's better than you at something, even her social circle, the people she surrounds herself with people willing to be honest with her so she can remain honest with herself. So in terms of your competitive process, honesty is a massive, massive part of it. And if it isn't, it should be. It's a very, very valuable asset that can get you a long, long way. So something that I certainly took, I'm sure you took your own nuggets of information along the way too. And the great thing about this discussion was just because of her background as an athlete and now really venturing out on her own and creating her own company, 
and doing so in her own unique way. There's just a lot of applicable content here, guys, for just about anyone and everyone in terms of whatever your walk of life may be. So really good stuff. And again, as we mentioned there at the closing of the interview, make sure you're giving her a follow. Katie Chung-Hua on Instagram. Her name is spelt on your phone right now as you're listening to this episode or whatever device you're listening to me on. Look at her name, type it into Instagram. You will not regret it. Some fantastic content for just about anyone and everyone that takes any sort of pride in their health and fitness. So again, thank you to Katie for joining us today. In the meantime, hey, if you're new to the show, appreciate you stopping by and giving us a listen. Go back, listen to some of the great content that I've been providing lately, courtesy of so many awesome guests. In addition to that, I also provide these things called competitive calls, little five, 10-minute episodes where I just take some food for thought, get right to the point, and try to maybe bring some challenge to your perspective let's say on how best to go about your day go about your process and just simply be competitive so go back take a look at some of my past episodes i really don't think you'll regret it some great content on there be sure to leave us a rating be sure to be subscribing to the show as well and in the meantime as always guys best of luck with anything and everything you've got going on within your world and i look forward to speaking with you all again very soon bye for now